Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. I, I couldn't, I almost couldn't bear the separation, missing one night, but somehow or other I did. And it just made my attachment to this um, service of reading to you Srila Prabhupada's books out loud even more tasty than it already is. Right here in Hythe, the live studios in Hythe, broadcasting Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, uh, Stones Throw from the English Channel. We have a full house of. Uh, Offer this to you, Maharaj, on the occasion of the fourth anniversary of the daily reading. Oh. Thank you very much. Better to uh, Priya for making it. And oh. We want to mention Rati Manjari by name. She's done so much helpfulness in preparing us for this day. Hare Krishna. Hare Thank you very much, everybody. Of all the devotees worldwide that are benefiting from the daily readings. Yes, this is it. this is the fourth anniversary. Yes. Mm of the daily readings. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Thanks to your Priya for this lovely garland. And um, yes, we have a full room here. Uh, Raj Balab is here, all the way from LA, making a cameo appearance. <laughs> the Prince of Hyde, Radharaman, whose flat it is we're turned into this haven. Rasika Shiramani, that great sound engineer who edited the CC audiobook and we have our star uh, Abhaya Das Brahmachari yes who's taking care of all of us where would we be without him okay back to our favorite time of the day Srimad <clears throat> Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami, senior disciple of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who heard directly from him for two months straight the full science of Krishna consciousness, compiled this <clears throat> stotram for, for glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar of the ocean of all scriptures, O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvandotitaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate 
Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadagamad bhagya mad ananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, saduta dayin. Atini chocheta kada Hanamun chagadachen mam Prem narit kantayospuda O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly O exalter of the most fallen Please never leave me Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the sixth chapter of the tenth of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, the Purusha Shukta confirmed. Purusha Shukta is a uh, Vedic hymn that uh, peruses that God's a person. So Lord Brahma is continuing his teachings to Narada Muni about who, who is actually in charge. We start with verse 11. The impersonal feature of the Lord is the abode of the great oceans and his belly is the resting place for the materially annihilated living entities. His heart is the abode of the subtle material bodies of the living beings. Thus it is known by the intelligent class of men. Purport. In the Bhagavad Gita 8.17 and 18, <clears throat> it is stated that according to human calculations, one day of Brahma is equal to 1,000 cycles of four millenniums, 4,320,000 years, and that the same period is also calculated to be his night. A Brahma lives for 100 such years and then dies. A Brahma, who is generally a great devotee of the Lord, attains liberation after such a, fall, after such a downfall. The universe called the Brahmanda, or the round football-like domain controlled by a Brahma, is thus annihilated. And thus the inhabitants of a particular planet or of the whole universe, are also annihilated. Avyakta, mentioned here in this verse, means the night of Brahma. 
when partial annihilation takes place in the living entities of that particular Brahmanda up to the planets of Brahmaloka along with the big oceans and so on all repose in the belly of the Virat Purusha. At the end of a Brahma's night the creation again takes place and the living entities reserved within the belly of the Lord are let loose to play their respective parts as if being awakened from a deep slumber. Since the living entities are never destroyed, the annihilation of the material world does not annihilate the existence of the living entities. But until liberation is attained, one has to accept one material body after another, again and again. The human life is meant for making a solution to this repeated change of bodies and thereby attaining a place in the spiritual sky where everything is eternal, blissful, and full of knowledge. In other words, the subtle forms of the living entities rest within the heart of the Supreme Being and such forms take tangible shape at the time of creation. Text 12 Also, the consciousness of that great personality is the abode of religious principles, mine, yours, Lord Shiva's, and those of the four bachelors, Sanaka, Sanatana, Sanandana, and Sanatkumara. That consciousness is also the abode of truth. That consciousness is also the abode of truth and transcendental knowledge. Texts 13 through 16. Beginning from me, Brahma, down to you and Bhava, Shiva, all the great sages who were born before you, the demigods, the demons, the nagas, the human beings, the birds, the beasts, the reptiles, etc., as well as all phenomenal manifestations of the universes, namely the planets, stars, asteroids, luminaries, lightning and thunder, along with the inhabitants of the different planetary systems, namely the Gandharvas, Apsaras, Yakshas, Rakshas, Bhutanagas, Uragas, Pashus, Pitas, Siddhas, Vidyadharas, Charanas, and all the, all the other different varieties of living entities, including the birds, beasts, and everything that be, are all covered by the universal form of the Lord at all times, namely past, present, and future. Although He is transcendental to all of them, eternally existing in a form not exceeding nine inches. Purport <clears throat> The Supreme Personality of Godhead, by His partial representation as the Super Soul, measuring not more than nine inches, expands by His potent energy in the shape of the universal form, which includes everything manifested in different varieties of organic and inorganic materials. 
The manifested varieties of the universe are therefore not different from the Lord. Just as golden ornaments of different shapes and forms are non-different from the original stock reserve of gold. In other words, the Lord is the Supreme Person who controls everything within the creation and still He remains the Supreme, separate identity, distinct from all manifested material creation. In the Bhagavad Gita 9, 4 and 5, He is therefore said to be Yogeshwara, Everything rests on the potency of Lord Sri Krishna. And still, the Lord is different from and transcendental to all such identities. In the Vedic Purusha Sukta of the Rig Mantra, this is confirmed. This philosophical truth of simultaneously one, oneness and difference was propounded by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it is known as Achintya Bedha Beda Tattva. Brahma, Narada, and all the and all others are simultaneously one with the Supreme Lord and different from Him. We are all one with Him in quality, just as the gold ornaments are one in quality with the stock of gold. But the individual gold ornament is never equal in quantity with the stock gold. The stock gold is never exhausted, even if there are innumerable ornaments emanating from the stock, because the stock is Purnam, complete. Even if Purnam is deducted from the Purnam, still the Supreme Purnam remains the same Purnam. This fact is inconceivable to our present imperfect senses. Lord Chaitanya therefore defined his theory of philosophy as a chintya, inconceivable, and as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita as well as in the Bhagavatam, Lord Chaitanya's theory of a chintya bedha bedha tattva is the perfect philosophy of the absolute truth. Text 17 The sun illuminates both internally and externally by expanding its radiation. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by expanding His universal form, maintains everything in the creation, both internally and externally. Purport The universal form of the Lord, or the impersonal feature of the Lord, known as the Brahma Jyoti, is clearly explained here and compared to the radiation of the sun. The sunshine may expand all over the universe, but the source of the sunshine, namely the sun planet, or the deity known as Surya Narayana, is the basis of such radiation. Similarly, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Lord Krishna is the basis of the impersonal Brahma-jyoti radiation or the impersonal feature of the Lord. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 14.27. So the universal form of the Lord is the secondary imagination of the impersonal form of the Lord 
but the primary form of the Lord is Shamasundar, with two hands playing on his eternal flute. 75% of the expansive radiation of the Lord is manifested in the spiritual sky, Tripad Vibhuti, and 25% of his personal radiation comprehends the entire expansion of the material universes. This is also explained and stated in the Bhagavad Gita 10.42. Thus, the 75% expansion of his radiation is called his internal energy, whereas the 25% expansion is called the external energy of the Lord. The living entities who are residents of the spiritual as well as the material expansions are his marginal energy, tatashta shakti. And they are at liberty to live in either of the energies, external or internal. Those who live within the spiritual expansion of the Lord are called liberated souls, whereas the residents of the external expansion are called the conditioned souls. We can just make an estimate of the number of residents of the internal expansions in comparison with the number of residents in the external energy and may easily conclude that the liberated souls are far more numerous than the conditioned souls. Text 18 The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the controller of immortality and fearlessness. He is transcendental to death and the fruitive actions of the material world. O Narada, O Brahmana, it is therefore difficult to measure the glories of the Supreme Person. Purport. The glories of the Lord and the transcendental 75% of the Lord's internal potency are stated in the Padma Purana, Uttarakhanda. It is said there that the number of planets in the spiritual sky, which comprises the 75% expansion of the internal potency of the Lord, is far, far greater than the number of planets in the total universes composed of the external potency of the Lord. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the total universes in the external potency of the Lord are compared to a bucket full of mustard seeds. One mustard seed is calculated to be a universe itself. In one of the universes in which we are now living, the number of planets cannot be counted by human energy. And so how can we think of the sum total in all the universes which are compared to a bucket full of mustard seeds? And the number of planets in the spiritual sky is at least three times the number of those in the material sky. Such planets, being spiritual, are in fact transcendental to the material modes. Therefore, they are con constituted in the mode of unalloyed goodness only. The conception of spiritual bliss, Brahmananda, is fully present in those planets. Each of them is eternal, indestructible, and free from all kinds of inebrieties. 
Each of them is eternal, indestructible, and free from all kinds of inebrieties experienced in the material world. Each of them is self-illuminating and more powerfully dazzling than, if we can imagine, the total sunshine of millions of mundane suns. The inhabitants of those planets are liberated from birth, death, old age, and diseases, and have full knowledge of everything. They are all godly and free from all sorts of material hankerings. They have nothing to do there. They have nothing to do there except to render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord, Narayana, who is the predominating deity of such Vaikuntha planets. Those liberated souls are engaged incessantly in singing the songs of the Samaveda, Vedai, Sangapada, Kramo, Panishadaya, Gayantiyang, Samagaha. And all of them are personifications of the five Upanishads, Tripad, Vibhuti, or the 75% known as the internal potency of the Lord. It is to be understood as the kingdom of God, far beyond the material sky. And when we speak of ekapad vibhuti, or the 25% comprising as external energy, we should understand that this refers to the sphere of the material world. It is also said in the Padma Purana that the kingdom of tripad vibhuti is transcendental, whereas the ekapad vibhuti is mundane. Tripad vibhuti is eternal, whereas the ekapad vibhuti is transient. The Lord and His eternal servitors in the transcendental kingdom all have eternal forms, which are auspicious, infallible, spiritual, and eternally youthful. In other words, there is no birth, death, old age, and disease. That eternal land is full of transcendental enjoyment and full of beauty and bliss. This very fact is corroborated in this verse of Srimad Bhagavatam and the transcendental nature is described as Amrita. As described in the Vedas, Uttamritat Vasheshanaha. As described in the Vedas, Uttamritat Vasyeshanaha. The Supreme Lord is the Lord of Immortality. Or in other words, the Lord is immortal. And because He is the Lord of Immortality, He can award immortality to, the, to His devotees. In the Bhagavad Gita 8.16, the Lord assures that whoever may go to His abode of immortality shall never return to this mortal land of threefold miseries. The Lord is not like a mundane Lord. A mundane master or Lord never allows his subordinates to enjoy equally with him. Nor is a mundane Lord immortal. Nor can he award immortality to his subordinates. The Supreme Lord, who is the leader of all living entities, can award all the qualities of his personality unto his devotees.
including immortality and spiritual bliss. In the material world, there is always anxiety or fearfulness in the hearts of all living entities. But the Lord being himself, the supreme fearless, also awards the same quality of fearlessness to his pure devotees. Mundane existence is itself a kind of fear because in all mundane bodies the effects of birth, death, old age and disease always keep a living being compact in fear. In the mundane world there is always the influence of time which changes things from one stage to another and the living entity originally being avikara or unchangeable suffers a great deal on account of changes due to the influence of time. The changing effects of eternal time are conspicuously absent in the immortal kingdom of God, which should therefore be understood to have no influence of time and therefore no fear whatsoever. In the material world, so-called happiness is the result of one's own work, one can become a rich man by dint of one's own hard labor and there, is all, there are always fear and doubts as to the duration of such acquired happiness. But in the kingdom of God, no one has to endeavor to attain a standard of happiness. Happiness is the nature of the spirit as stated in the Vedanta Sutras, Ananda Mayo Pyasat. The spirit is by nature full of happiness. Happiness in the spiritual nature always increases in volume with a new phase of appreciation. There is no question of decreasing the bliss. Such unalloyed spiritual bliss is nowhere to be found within the orbit of the material universe, including the Janaloka planets, or for that matter, the Maharloka or Satyaloka planets, because even Lord Brahma is subject to the laws of fruitive actions and the law of birth and death. It is therefore stated here, Duratyaya, or in other words, spiritual happiness in the eternal kingdom of God cannot be imagined even by the great Brahmacharis, or sannyasis, who are eligible to be promoted to the planets beyond the region of heaven. Or the greatness of the Supreme Lord is so great that the happiness in His kingdom cannot be imagined even by the great brahmacharis or sannyasis. But such happiness is factually attained by the unalloyed devotees of the Lord, by His divine grace. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 19. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is to be known as the Supreme Reservoir of all material opulences, which constitute the one-fourth of His energy in which all the conditioned living entities exist. Deathlessness fearlessness and freedom from the anxieties of old age and disease exist in the kingdom of God 
which is beyond the three higher planetary systems and beyond the material coverings. Purport Out of the total manifestations of the Sandini energy of the Lord, one-fourth is displayed in the material world and three-fourths are displayed in the spiritual world. The Lord's energy is divided into three component parts, namely Sandini, Sambit, and Ladini. In other words, He is the full manifestation of existence, knowledge, and bliss. In the material world, such a sense of existence, knowledge, and pleasure is meagerly exhibited. All living entities who are minute parts and parcels of the Lord are eligible to relish such consciousness of existence, knowledge, and bliss very minutely in the liberated stage. Whereas in the conditioned stage of material existence, they can hardly appreciate what is the factual, existential, cognizable, and pure happiness of life. The liberated souls who exist in far greater numerical strength than the souls in the material world can factually experience the potency of the above-mentioned Sandini, Samvit, and Ladini energies of the Lord in the matter of deathlessness, fearlessness, and freedom from old age and disease. In the material world, the planetary systems are arranged in three spheres called Triloka, or Swarga, Marcha, and Patala, and all of them are constitute only one-fourth of the total Sandini energy. Beyond that is the spiritual sky, where the Vaikuntha planets exist beyond the coverings of seven material strata. In none of the Triloka planetary systems can one experience the status of immortality, full knowledge, and full bliss. The upper three planetary systems are called sattvika planets because they provide facilities for a long duration of life and relative freedom from disease and old age, as well as a sense of fearlessness. The three, the great sages and saints are promoted beyond the heavenly planets to Maharloka, but that also is not the place of complete fearlessness because at the end of one kalpa, Maharloka is annihilated and the inhabitants have to transport themselves to still higher planets. Yet even on these planets, no one is immune to death. There may be a comparative existence, there may be a comparative extension of life, expansion of knowledge, and sense of full bliss, but factual deathlessness, fearlessness, and freedom from old age, diseases, etc. are possible only beyond the spherical material coverings of the material sky. Such things are situated on the head, Adayi Mordasu. Text 20. The spiritual world, which consists of three-fourths of the Lord's energy, is situated beyond this material world. And it is especially meant for those who will never be reborn. <clears throat> Others, 
who are attached to family life and who do not strictly follow celibacy vows must live within the three material worlds. Purport The climax of the system of Varnashram Dharma or Sanatan Dharma is clearly expressed here in this particular verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. The highest benefit that can be awarded to a human being is to train him to be detached from sex life, particularly because it is only due to sex indulgence that the conditioned life of material existence continues, birth after birth. Human civilization, in which there is no control of sex life, is a fourth-class civilization, because in such an atmosphere there is no liberation of the soul encaged in the material body. Birth, death, old age and disease are related to the material body and they have nothing to do with the spirit soul. But as long as the bodily attachment for sensual enjoyment is encouraged, the individual spirit soul is forced to continue the repetition of birth and death on account of the material body which is compared to garments subjected to the law of deterioration. In order to award the highest benefit of human life, the Varnashram system trains the follower to adopt the vow of celibacy beginning from the order of Brahmachari. The Brahmachari life is for students who are educated to follow strictly the vow of celibacy. Youngsters who have, no, who have had no taste of sex life can easily follow the vow of celibacy. And once fixed in the principle of such a life, one can very easily continue to the highest perfectional stage, attaining the kingdom of the three-fourths energy of the Lord. It is already explained that in the cosmos of three-fourths energy of the Lord, there is neither death nor fear, and one is full of the blissful life of happiness and knowledge. A householder attached to family life can easily give up such a life of sex indulgence if he has been trained in the principles of the life of a brahmachari. A householder is recommended to quit home at the end of 50 years, panchashordvam banam vrajet, and live a life in the forest. Then, being fully detached from family affection, he may accept the order of renunciation as a sannyasi, fully engaged in the service of the Lord. Any form of religious principles in which the followers are trained to pursue the vow of celibacy is good for the human being, because only those who are trained in that way can end the miserable life of material existence. The principles of nirvana as recommended by Lord Buddha, are also meant for ending the miserable life of material existence. And this process, in the highest degree, is recommended here in the Srimad Bhagavatam with clear perception of ideal perfection. Although basically there is no difference between the process of Buddhists, Shankarites, and Vaishnavites. For promotion to the highest status of perfection 
namely freedom from birth and death, anxiety and fear, fearfulness, not one of these processes allows the follower to break the vow of celibacy. The householders and persons who have deliberately broken the vow of celibacy cannot enter into the kingdom of deathlessness. The pious householders or the fallen yogis or the fallen transcendentalists can be promoted to the higher planets within the material world, one-fourth of the energy of the Lord, but they will fail to enter into the kingdom of deathlessness. Abrihad Vratas are those who have broken the vow of celibacy. The Vanaprastas or those retired from family life and the sannyasis or the renounced persons cannot break the vow of celibacy if they want success in the process. The brahmacharis, vanaprastas and sannyasis do not intend to take rebirth, apraja, nor are they meant for secretly indulging in sex life. Such a fall down by the spiritualist can, may be compensated by another chance for human life in good families of learned brahmanas or of rich merchants for another term of elevation. But the best thing is to attain the highest perfection of deathlessness as soon as the human form of life is attained. Otherwise, the whole policy of human life will prove to be a total failure. Lord Chaitanya was very strict in advising his followers in the matter of celibacy. One of his personal attendants, Chotaharidas, was severely punished by Lord Chaitanya because of his failure to observe the vow of celibacy. For a transcendentalist, therefore, who at all wants to be promoted to the kingdom beyond material miseries, it is worse than suicide to deliberately indulge in sex life, especially in the renounced order of life. Sex life in the renounced order of life is the most perverted form of religious life, and such a misguided person can only be saved if by chance he meets a pure devotee. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Well, believe it or not, it's 8 o'clock. We'll stop our reading for tonight and thanks everybody for uh, celebrating with us the fourth anniversary of our daily readings. Just for information, we now have 1,169 well, 1,170 including tonight uh, videos uh, archived in the uh, Facebook page and in the YouTube channel of the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books and we pray to uh, all the Vaishnavas that we can please Srila Prabhupada by this service and we dedicate this reading also to the devotees who are uh, having to undergo severe austerities in Ukraine as a result of the invasion by Russia. And also, perhaps the Russian devotees, you know, if they even say something uh, in protest of this uh, war, they are also uh, subject to 
uh, extreme austerities. Hare Krishna. Okay, we're just waiting for the assembled sages to... Oh, we've got somebody with a hand up already. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Eagerness personified Raj Balaba. All the way from L.A. he came here to raise his hand and give us a reflection. Or whatever it is he's going to give us. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, Hare Krishna Maharaj, humble obeisances. All glories to Prabhupada. All glories to Srila <coughs> Prabhupada. Question from the reading tonight. There was mention about <clears throat> Lord Brahma and the fact that uh, even he's subjected to uh, uh, the conditions of the material world. I guess my question is, certainly Lord Brahma is not affected in the same way or degree that we are. I mean, he's a million... I, un I think he's... Well, we read that he's he doesn't suffer like we do, mm -hmm. but he dies. I see. So that's, that's the whole that's the whole show, that's the whole thing, that's being discussed in that section. Even Lord Brahma dies. Even Lord Brahma leaves his body. Oh. And in all, almost all cases, he goes back to the spiritual world. He's got the golden ticket. Yeah, but there's different ways. It, it mentioned in one in the purport. It mentioned that normally he goes back. But you can attain the life of Brahma or the position or duty of, of creating and overseeing a universe by executing your duties within the Avarnashram system for 100 births without making one mistake. That's almost impossible. But so that that means that the person who takes the position of Brahma is highly qualified. And his body isn't like ours. It's subtle. It's the most subtle body, material body. But still he has to leave his body. After 1111 trillion, wait, after 111, 111 trillion years, he leaves his body. And we might think, oh, 111 trillion, you can't even conceive of that amount of time. You can't even think of it. It really is. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. But that's only one breath of Mahavishnu. Out breath, and then in breath, finished. So to Krishna, it's not even a blink of an eye, a life of Brahma. So therefore, the reason we're suffering so many things is because of our lack of vision. Our vision is stilted, it's covered, and we can't see really see what's going on. Okay. Hare Krishna. This from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna Rati. <coughs> she says, Jai Guru Maharaj, happy to have you back. Congratulations on the fourth anniversary of the daily readings of Sri Thank Shri you Prabhu. very much. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Bol. Thank you very much. <coughs> and I might add that it was probably Rati Manjari was the one that put me up to it. She needled me enough that I 
at first I didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't want to put myself out there, and I wasn't very enthusiastic about it in the beginning. But I saw the light, and I saw that it was what I should do. And it, and it kind of happened that I fell right into it and felt very comfortable right away. So thanks, Rati. And also to Radha Raman, who facilitated our first, because we didn't have any uh, <coughs> idea of what we were doing, actually. We just, but he, we, I think we did the first one on your device, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the uh, cottage, the Wisteria College cottage in Old Farm, a long time ago four years went by pretty fast yeah it started in March but rather the early readings obviously weren't well recorded because of the primitive devices but, uh, but then on April the 6th 2018 it started official channel official channel okay thank you very much this is real life this is real life. Hare Krishna. May it continue forever. And um, yeah, I just wanted to add, Maharaj, that um, when I used to read in Chaitanya Charitamrita about Ragnath Das Goswami's uh, sadhana being lines on stone, I wasn't. I, mean, I knew it was true, but I thought it must be just especially for Lord Chaitanya or his intimate associates but, uh, but you've made that a reality um, you literally do your sadhana and your readings every day come hell or high water thank you Hare Krishna Hare Krishna as they say in India it is my duty <laughs> it is my duty Hare Krishna. From Raikanu Devi Dasi. Yes, Raikanu Devi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. <coughs> All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. And from Su Devi Dasi. Yes, Su Devi Dasi, my dear God sister in Florida. Dear Maharaj, what a relief to see you again. Congrats on the fourth year of this nectar. Much appreciation. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. From Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Happy fourth anniversary of your wonderful reading. It is an honor to be able to attend. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Goranga Gopal. Haribo Goranga Gopal. It says Jai from Thai Krishna. Jai from Thai Krishna. Jai from T Krishna. Who's T Krishna? It's the Welsh name for their temple. Um, oh, it's the Welsh name for their temple, T Krishna. 
We already have it. We learn something new every day. From Gopal Roy. Hari Bhava Gopal Roy, Hari Krishna. Congratulations, Maharaj. You have changed all our lives for the better. Please accept our love from all the devotees in this class. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Thank you. It's so kind. From Shantarupa Devi Dasi. Yes, Shantarupa Devi Dasi. Also from T. Krishna. Due to high winds, there is poor reception for me. Happy to hear two hours tomorrow. Oh, good. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakti Noel? Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Congratulations on the fourth anniversary of delivering the transcendental mail to us each day. Our spirit souls thank you as we swim in the ocean of as we swim in the ocean of nations. I am grateful for you and your service every day. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much, Bhakti Noel. May Krishna bless us all that you may continue this service, your servant. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. From Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Congrats, Maharaj. Thank you for your steadiness and enthusiasm. You inspire us all. We are all in debt. Let's pray for many more years of the daily readings. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. That, that was a good one. That was a good blessing. And from Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. As we continue to hear more about the Lord's Virat Rupa, it causes me to reflect on how Achinta Beda Beda Tattva seems to be the only solution that reconciles infinity. Most spiritual philosophies acknowledge that God is infinite. The most material scientists lean toward the idea that the universe is most likely a series of infinite processes that have yet to be fully understood. Achinta Beta Beta Tattva is the only explanation that I have heard that complements the concept of infinity. If God is infinite, then there must be aspects that are simultaneously one and the other and all in between. If God is infinite, there must be aspects that are inconceivable to us, given that infinity itself is inconceivable to us. Therefore, it seems the only possible conclusion is the inconceivable oneness and difference from the infinite Lord. The more I hear the Srimad Bhagavatam, the more it truly appears to be as brilliant as the sun. Once again, thank you for the daily readings. They are a true life raft for those of us still drowning in ignorance. Hare Krishna. Well, thank you very much, uh, Jagam Mohan. Srila uh, Prabhupada put it in a very simple terms. He said, uh, in order for uh, the absolute truth to be absolute, he must contain everything within our experience and without our experience. 
So therefore, just because the Absolute Truth has something that we haven't experienced doesn't mean that it isn't true. There's another uh, concept in the impersonalist school. They don't accept the spiritual world because there are apparent transformations or apparent changes because there are relationships and variety, variegated uh, life in the spiritual world. But Sanatana Goswami points out that this is not actually a fault. It just means that uh, in spiritual life there is an unlimited unfolding of variety. You have variety here and it's limited. And therefore in the spiritual world you have unlimited variety. And that's the absolute truth. All of it put together is the absolute truth. Hare Krishna. Yes, Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Congratulations. Praying for your good health and long life and longing your eternal association to hear from you the daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books, Maharaj. Jai Ho. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much and thank you for all of you for your encouragement for doing this service. It really has been uh, a godsend for me too. Hare Krishna. And from Daitari Hari. Jai Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for so liberally giving your very exalted association every day these past four years and giving us deeper access into understanding Prabhupada's books. I am praying these readings go on like this for years to come. I really liked the point we heard tonight about Krishna consciousness. Krishna's consciousness is the abode of religious principles. Mm truth and spiritual reality mm. it gets me seeing even things like religious principles as a genuine living phenomenon directly connected with Krishna mm. as opposed to just some mechanistic laws and codes that we can impersonally learn like arithmetic and just go through the motions with them mm. without remembering them in relation to Krishna yes that pretty much encapsulates you know, one of the uh, four seed verses of the Bhagavatam. Thank you very much for that reflection. From Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you so much for reading to us for the last four years. I am begging you for a fraction of the taste you have for hearing and chanting Srila Prabhupada's books. Hare Krishna. I have a question. When it is said that the material world is 25% of the entire creation, does that mean that the material sky is also eternally expanding with the spiritual sky? As the material sky is described as mundane and limited, I would have expected it to be more like 0.0001% of the entire creation. It's poetic. 
It's a poetic description, just to give you an idea. It's not to be categorized, you know, as a mechanistic uh, calculation. It's just to, to give you an idea that the spiritual world is a lot bigger than the material world, that's all. From Vilas Manjari. Yes, Vilas Manjari. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Congratulations on four years of delivering this life-changing nectar to us all. I've been listening since almost the beginning, and your readings have given me a deeper faith in Srila Prabhupada's books and taste for hearing. And that's just the beginning. I pray to be able to tune into your daily readings eternally. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Vilas Majora. You have uh, embodied uh, the purpose of reading Prabhupada's books every day like this, because you've uh, you've taken it so fully and so. Uh, after your accident, you know, you you went through some great austerities. And you got relief from from hearing Srila Prabhupada's books. And uh, yeah, that's the goal of my life is to make others happy by hel helping to connect them with Srila Prabhupada because he's a liberated soul and uh, he's present in his books. And anyone can have his company and the benefit of his deep uh, commitment and love and uh, yeah, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Vilas Manjari. She even made it into my last year's offering. Or maybe it was the year before last. One of those. From Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. From Osaka, Japan. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Dev, and all assembled devotees, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. I am feeling grateful to be with you through these Srila Prabhupada's readings. I found that I got so much spiritual energy from these readings every morning. Mm. These days, much duty was too busy and I couldn't participate in this reading for more than one week. So now I am feeling that I have regained the spiritual potency again. Thank you so much. It's interesting that you mentioned like spiritual potency because I have a firm conviction after having read these books like I have for four years straight every day, almost every day. And uh, that is that Srila Prabhupada was empowered to spread Krishna consciousness. And the proof of it is that only he did it. You may say others could have done it, but only he did it. It's kind of like that smart aleck in the court of Spain when they were kind of glorifying the queen was kind of honoring 
Columbus for having gone and discovered America. And this smart aleck was saying, like, anyway, he, he, he just ran into a, a big, you know, land just by accident. And what, what credit is that? So then she said, you take this egg. She gave the egg to this smart aleck. She said, stand it on, the, on its end. So he got at a tab table and he tried to stand on the end. And he couldn't make it stand. And then he, she gave the egg to Columbus. She said, could you stand it on the end? And he went like this. And just stood it on the end. <laughs> and he said, anybody could do that. He said, yes. But he did it. <laughs> so Srila Prabhupada spread Christian consciousness all over the world, single-handedly. And therefore, he's not an ordinary person. And when we read his books out loud, we get his association. Everything that he said, he, didn't, he left it all. They have a saying, I left it all in the field or he left it all on the table or whatever. But he left it all in his books. He left himself in the books. Therefore, when I read these books, uh, it's even though I don't have a controlled mind and I can't meditate on the pastimes of Krishna, but when I hear them from Prabhupada like this in the association of other devotees, then it's the same. I, I feel it's the same as meditating on Krishna. Therefore, I agree with all the other devotees that we shouldn't stop. Hare Krishna. Yes, Radhananda, Hare Krishna. Dear Sri the Guru Maharaj, please accept my grateful and humble obeisances. Just drinking all the nectar of truth from your voice these four years daily. Although I may not digest fully, I have full faith in it. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I wish my ears can always listen to this nectar from you, your servant. Well, that's a very exalted thing to say because full faith is very rarely achieved. And it's 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 the essential prerequisite. Therefore, Rupa Goswami said, Adal Shraddha. Tada Sadhu Sangha. Without faith, it's not possible to approach the process of devotional service. So, actually, what is faith? Faith is love for Krishna, which is there in the hearts of everyone, which is being filtered through the material energy. So, faith becomes distorted and makes us attached attracted to so many things and so many people in this material energy. But actually, in the heart, that faith in its pure state is pure love of Krishna. Yeah. So, we're very fortunate, all of us, to be able to be, to be able to associate with Srila Prabhupada in the way that he wanted and in a way the Bhagavatam uh, describes is the only way you can get the full measure of the Bhagavatam's efficacy. Satam prasangam mamasambhido. Only in the association of the devotees can you actually hear the Srimad Bhagavatam. So thank you for that realization and for that full faith. 
Hare Krishna. Yes, Dhyamitai. Dear Sri Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Thank you for tonight's special celebration reading and for your determination to keep us connected. <coughs> we understand that your reading is not at all ordinary as it is laden with decades of pure devotional service with rarely found profoundness due to your such long-term intensive connection with, the, with Shastra, with the Vaishnava Siddhanta, and with his divine grace Sri the Prabhupada. From our side we are undeserving, yet nevertheless you shower abundantly your association upon us, and that is creating our special good fortune. We place our heartfelt gratitude in the dust at your blessed feet, your servant Dharanitai Das. Hare Krishna Dharanitai, <coughs> sorry, I don't have anything to say about that except thank you. Hare Krishna. From Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao Rajagopal. <coughs> Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for the glorious reading service of Sri the Prabhupada's books. Congratulations on four years of reading service, which enables the living entities to follow the first step in God realization. Shravanam. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. And from Daitari Hari? Yes, Daitari Hari. Another point that seemed to be made quite a lot was the nature of this material world as being a place of repeated birth and death, mm. and this being the cause of our fear, mm. that true fearlessness can only exist on the spiritual platform. When hearing this, it's easy to see that the cause of my own anxiety is my spontaneous attachment to temporary things that would be lost in time compared to the lack of natural attachment for anything spiritual even though I can perceive that there's vast difference in the experience between the two. It's mad how even though the truth seems so obvious it's still so difficult to place our full faith and attention on devotional service and give up our material attachments. Well, Krishna has a way of helping us, doesn't he? <laughs> the very the very essence of material life is fear because we don't know what's going to happen next. What to, what to mention at the time of death. We don't know what's going to happen and therefore we're fearful. So fearlessness can only be had at the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, the abode of fearlessness. Hare Krishna. Brajaloka. Yes, Brajaloka. Haribo. Dear Guru Maharaj. Everybody's on deck tonight. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for reading for us Srila Prabhupada's books in the last four years and keeping us deeply connected with his divine grace and with the transcendental knowledge. As the Srimad Bhagavatam verse 113 said that the Srimad Bhagavatam, the mature fruit of the desire tree of Vedic literature, emanated from the lips 
from Sri Shukadeva Goswami, and therefore this fruit has become even more tasteful. Similarly, hearing Srila Prabhupada's books full of ripened spiritual fruits from your lotus lips makes the favor of these fruits much more sweeter. Thank you so much for your invaluable service. All glories to you, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to your daily readings. Jai, all glories to all the devotees of the Lord. Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Dayalu Goradas. Dayal? Dayalu Goradas. Oh, Dayalu, from, from Wales, yes. Thank you, Maharaj, for a wonderful reading and congratulations on the fourth year anniversary. Thank you. <coughs> and from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Thank you, dear Guru Maharaj, for stepping into the spotlight to share your wonderful taste of Sri the Prabhupada's books with the world. <laughs> I am immensely grateful to you. I feel like your readings have given me a new lease on spiritual life. I feel like a born-again aspiring devotee because of your daily association. Please accept my humble obeisances in the dust of your lotus feet. Hare Krishna, Hare Bo. Vamsi Vilasi. Vamsi Vilasi. Vamsi. Oh, that's also from Wales. Oh. Dear Maharaj, all glorious to you, inspiring the world to become lovers of Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> if I can hear and chant for a minute like you, my life will be perfect. <laughs> and from Stefano. Stefano, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, I listen every night to your lecture. I do not always make questions because to write in English takes a kalpa. <laughs> <laughs> but I like very much to listen. Thanks very much and congratulations. Hare Krishna, Stefano. Thank you very much. I guess some taste is going out there. Huh? It's starting to increasing. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. In the reading of tonight, I loved how Srila Prabhupada wrote in the purport of text 18 that the Lord is not like the mundane Lord. The mundane master or Lord never enjoys equally with his subordinates, nor is a mundane Lord immortal, mm. nor can he award immortality to his subordinate. Mm. The Supreme Lord, who is the leader of the living entities, can award all the qualities of his personality to his devotees, including immortality and spiritual bliss. Mm. End quote. That is such a nice quality of the Lord, mm. how he gives his devotees full access to his opulence mm. and his qualities, how magnanimous he is. Yes, it was very wonderful that uh, in Riyad Bhagavatamrita, when Gopu, Gopu Kumar reached Vaikuntha and he was... Uh, kind of waiting at the gate to be able to gain full entrance. He got permission from the authorities. And he um, he saw people coming and going. And when one, one Vaikuntha Vasi, you know, the fr first one he saw come in, 
he bowed bowed down to him, and he he paid his obeisance because he thought this was this must be Vishnu. And uh, he he said, "No, no, no, not me!" And he ran ran away with his fingers in his ears. You know, he didn't want to hear because he was. And then he said, "Then I saw inconceivable opulence being exhibited by every single person that came came and went." And he kept thinking, this must be Vishnu, this must be Vishnu. And finally, when he saw Vishnu, he said, oh, that's Vishnu. That's Vishnu. Then he could understand. But the point was made that the Lord shares his opulence. It doesn't mean he just, you know, says something. He actually gives his opulence to others. And in Goloka, Vrindavan, although the opulence is covered, it's still there, and they have more opulence than anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're more opulent than anybody. But still, he's so sweet that the relationship, the personal relationship with him in spontaneous love, without a conception of the opulence, covers the opulence. Or what's the word? Supersedes the opulence. That's what we're all looking for. Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Congratulations on completing four years of this transcendental service. And thank you for sharing that Rati Manjari put you up to it. All glories to the daily readings. All glories to Rati Manjari and the assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. And what can I say? I'm overwhelmed with this little spontaneous uh, celebration. For I just finished my offering to Shiva Prabhupada today, and I have to put one more thing in the offering before I send it off, that this was the fourth year, fourth year anniversary. I wasn't sure if it was, because I know I started reading before, but I, I didn't remember that the channel was actually started on this day. So... Thanks to everybody for that. And uh, the taste for hearing about Krishna and his pure devotees and the association of devotees is the goal of life. And whether we like natural humility, devotees don't think that they're anybody special. But the fact is that in relationship to what's going on in the world today, we're very fortunate. We're very fortunate. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. See you tomorrow night, same, t- same time, same place, same topic. So Lord Brahma is enlightening Narada. How it doesn't get much better than that. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow night. Hare Bhav.